Hello, my love, and welcome to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for another day, another week, and another Testimony Tuesday here on the show. Now, I am first off going to start by apologizing that we did not release an episode last Friday for our Faithful Friday episode. It was intentional, and it was because Friday was actually the anniversary of my father's death. And while sometimes, every once in a while, there are moments of grief, this past Friday was a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. And so I just figured it was only right to take a moment, allow the Lord to speak to me, allow the Lord to completely heal me, to help me through whatever emotions I was going through in the moment, and then come back to you on a Testimony Tuesday like we are here today. Now, I wanna take this week specifically as a rewind week. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reintroduce to you episodes that were released in the past on the podcast and re-release them to you here as if they were new. But technically, it's like watching reruns, right? So I want to rewind some old episodes. Now, because this past weekend or this past Friday was the anniversary of my father's death, I wanted to share my story with you again. And one of the rewind episodes that I'm bringing back to you is how the Lord will help you. Now, this is a message that has been resonating heavy in my heart, heavy in my life. The Lord continuously reminds me of what took place during that season of my life and how far he's brought me. And so I feel like this episode is going to be a reminder of how the Lord will help you through any and every situation. But it's also going to be a testament to my testimony on how the Lord helped me through that situation, one of the hardest seasons of my life. And so without further ado, Here is a rewind episode um, that we're bringing back called The Lord Will Help You. Enjoy. So I want to tell you a story. Back in 2020, um, I lost my dad. And a lot of people knew I lost my dad. I did post that on social media. I received so many prayers, so many letters, so many calls, condolences, and so many kind people reached out. But what a lot of people don't know is that my dad actually committed suicide. And so I want to share how the Lord showed me that my dad was going to commit suicide three days before it happened in a dream and how the Lord helped me through the process of grieving and forgiveness and healing and letting go. So it was... about a couple of days after Thanksgiving, <clears throat> I'd say November 27th, I had a dream. And in my dream, my dad attempted to take his life. And 2020 was a rough year for a lot of people, but for my dad specifically, he um, was experiencing depression. He had just gotten on medication and then he ended up getting COVID, which took a toll on his body for the worst. He never fully healed from COVID. He ended up developing pneumonia, which caused him to be out of work for so long. Um, and his lungs never fully healed. And so he was going through a really rough time and a lot of things in his mannerisms and in his actions and in his speech were changing. And we noticed the change, but we didn't know what the change meant. You know, we just noticed the change. He just wasn't as joyful as he usually is. And if you know my dad, you know that he's the 
talk of the town. He's talking to everybody. He's helping everybody. He's going here. He's going there. Everybody knows him. What's up, E? He's there. Um, but things were changing in 2020, and they weren't changing for the good for him. And it took a toll on him mentally, and it took a toll on him spiritually to where the enemy was really messing with him. And so I had a dream, November 27th, might have been the 28th, but in the November, um, and in my dream, my dad attempted to take his life. He was jumping off of a bridge, and he called me to say goodbye, and he told me that he couldn't do it anymore, and I tried to encourage him and, you know, love on him and tell him that you don't have to do this, like, you know, there's love, like, there's always another way, you know, your life means so much more, and you know, he was just like, I just called to say goodbye. And he made the jump. And I, in my, this is in my dream. I'm listening to everything. And I, I heard his body hit the ground. And I was crying in my dream. And I was just like, dad, dad. And he started crying. And he was just like, it didn't work. And my heart wept. Um, and so I was telling my dad in my dream, I told him the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I told him how, although those three Hebrew boys were forced into this fiery furnace, they came out unscorched. And that the Lord is going to bring him through any fires he feels like he's walking through unscorched as long as he trusts in him. And that the fact that it didn't work means that God has given him a second chance. And I was like, Dad, this is your second chance to give your life to the Lord. This is your chance to really lean on him and not allow the fires of life to get you down. And in my dream, he told me, I'm sorry, that's not enough. And he took a gun and he inserted three shots into his body and it worked the second time. And the crazy thing is I woke up with so much peace and that is when I knew something was wrong. I woke up at like 5 a.m. I immediately <laughs> called my dad <laughs> because where I, I grew up in, or I went to Michigan State, and in school, they actually, you know, taught us how to recognize signs of suicide, recognize signs of depression, um, to address it. And the best way to address something when you notice signs of depression or suicide is to ask someone straight up, are you willing to take your life? Or are you planning on taking your life? Because I guess it, it kind of throws them off because they're not expecting to be like, faced with such a honest question and they can either lie in your face or they can you know not lie and so um like I said in my dream I woke up with peace and I called my dad immediately it was like 5 a.m and he didn't answer and so I called my stepmom and I told her my dream and just as she was just as I had finished the dream my dad walked in the room and she was like your father needs to hear this dream and so I told him my dream and I asked him and I said, Dad, are you planning on taking your life? And he said, no, I'm just really, really sad. And I was like, is there anything I can do to help? And he said, no. He said, I'm not suicidal. I'm just, I'm, I'm just really sad. And then, you know, he was like, you know, but I, I appreciate you for sharing the dream with me. And I was like, of course, I believe it's a warning for the Lord to, you know, 
for you to turn to the Lord because he can bring you out. Whatever it is you feel like you're going through, he can bring you out. And he was like, thank you. And then we hung up the phone and that was it. Three days later, his body was found. Three days later, his body was found in the woods. Um, Actually, two days later, he went missing. And when he went missing, there were all the signs, you know, dad went missing, uh, all of his guns are gone, he didn't show up for work today, you know, he's been talking crazy, like, all the signs were there, but I, I didn't believe anything, I don't believe anything until I, how do, how, I'm not going to say I don't believe anything, but you don't want to assume the worst until you know the worst. And so my brother and sister, or my brothers and I, I'm their sister, my brothers and I were on the phone and, you know, we're just trying to keep each other encouraged, keep each other in good spirits. He could have just left the house. He could have just, you know, said, I just need to get away from life. Like, I just need to like travel or, you know, I'm in California. He could have been on his way to come see me. Like, I don't know. We came up with all these scenarios, all these scenarios of good things that could come of this situation. And the next morning, um, my brother called me about 5 a.m. and said that they found his body in the woods. And immediately, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, the dream wasn't a warning for him. It was to prepare you. And I was in shock. I was in shock because prior to that dream, I was watching my favorite movie, Harriet. Judge me later if you want to, but yes, the movie about the slave, Harriet Tubman, is my favorite movie. Um, And there's something about that movie where Harriet receives dreams and downloads from God that I was so encouraged by. And I prayed. I asked God to give me dreams. And within weeks from watching that movie, I had the dream about my dad. And the fact that he told me that he wasn't suicidal and that he wasn't planning on taking his life and then... I have this dream and then three days later his body is found I was more in shock not that he took his life or that he wasn't there but that the Lord showed me when you talk about a peace that surpasses all understanding it was nothing but God that got me through that season of life because immediately I hopped on a plane, I went home, I, I had so much peace, you guys, that it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. Before I got on the plane to leave San Diego to head to Michigan, it was the be- most beautiful day outside. And I just knew, like, it was like something my spirit was like, even when bad things happen, life still goes on. That's what, that's what I was told. Like, it was like an audible voice was like, Even though bad things happen, life still goes on. Today is a beautiful day. Go take care of your business. So I went to Michigan and I'm, you know, helping my family plan the funeral. I'm handling all the arrangements. I'm talking to the detectives because they have to make sure that, you know, the body that they found was his and that there was no foul play and they're doing this investigation. And it's crazy, you guys, because everything that I saw in my dream is exactly how it happened. Exactly how it happened. 
and this is a very long story that consists of many multiple stories, but I'm just gonna give you guys um, a wide view of how my weekend went. Because as soon as I landed, it was like confirmation. Like it was like confirmation that everything happened the way that I saw it. Like when I tell you I was in awe of God, I was thinking more about why why would you show me this, God? Why would you give me this dream? Why would you, why, like why, versus like while everyone else is breaking down? I mean, like the people in my household, my, my siblings, you know, my stepmom, they're, these people are weeping, like, like weeping, like, like lamenting, like there are moans and groans coming out of their body from the pain that is being felt. And when I tell you I cried once, maybe twice, I cried one time as soon as I got the call from my brother, not because I got the call, but when my mom called, it hit me that only one of my parents was still there. That one hit. Um, and it was like a, it just uncontrollable. And then I got on a plane and then I cried at the funeral when my aunt sang a song. But aside from that, I was good and I didn't understand why, but I also knew that I was good because the Lord showed me the dream. And I was more focused on why the Lord showed me the dream <laughs> and why he would prepare me for something like this than the fact that it actually happened. <clears throat> so back to the weekend, um, I go home, I'm planning the arrangements. I'm, you know, um, my mom's a little bit too uh, focused on her emotions to take care of some of the things that need to be taken care of. And so um, talking to the officer, you know, they're asking different questions. And, you know, he tells me what was found on the scene. He tells me where it was. He paints the picture for me of what happened. And when I tell you down to the clothes that my dad was wearing when they found his body and where it was found, it was exactly what I saw in my dream. Even the three gunshots that he inserted into himself and where they were, I don't want to be too detailed because I know this may trigger a lot of people, um, but even the three gunshots that were entered into his body and where was exactly what I saw in my dream. To the T, it was exactly what I saw in my dream. And I couldn't get over the fact that God showed me three days before. I couldn't get over that. And then, of course, family members are coming to me and they're like, I heard you had a dream that this was going to happen. And I was like, yeah, I had a dream that it was going to happen. And then three days later, it did. Like, they're like, wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, no, really, it's 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 crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the Lord showed me that it was going to happen before it happened. And he gave me so much peace and he gave me so much strength to plan a whole virtual ceremony, to arrange everything and put everyone um, in the program. I created the programs. I had people send in their pictures. I had people send in videos of, you know, like his impact on their lives. We did a video tribute. We put all of a virtual ceremony together. It was COVID, so only 20 people are allowed in the funeral. All of the logistics are the logistics. That's it. Like. The logistics are the logistics. I couldn't have planned 
for everything to move smoother when it came to the day that the funeral actually aired because everything was pre-recorded y'all and if you didn't know sorry um but when it came to the day that the funeral actually aired i was home by that time um but when it aired there were four thousand people tuning into his funeral i mean i couldn't i don't know how the lord gave me the strength to put everything together and to bring everyone together but he did and i'm so grateful i'm so grateful and it was such a beautiful ceremony and it was such a sad time but it was also such a peaceful moment for me because of how good god is and because i have no regrets i think a lot of people when they lose a family member, they have regrets. Like, I should have done this. I should have spent more time. I should have visited more. But, like, the crazy thing is, talking to my brothers, we have no regrets. My dad lived his life out loud. He shared his wisdom with us and everybody else. He wasn't just my dad. He was everybody's dad. You know, he was very present in the community. Everybody knew him. He was well-loved by everybody. And he just happened to be dealing with a darkness that was so dark that it took him under. And that is the case for a lot of people. It's not just him. That's the case for a lot of people who are dealing with the darkness that is so dark that they feel like they just can't keep going. And I want you to know that you can keep going, that, the, that I love you, but that the Lord loves you, that God loves you unconditionally. And that the darkness that you that you go through or that you experience is never as dark as the light at the end that the Lord has in store. If you trust in him, if you give him just one ounce of faith, one ounce of hope, because he can turn that hope into salvation and bring you into this eternal life that he has in store for you. Just one ounce. It doesn't take much, just one ounce. Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. But fast forward, this is December because my dad passed December 1st, 2020. We, I was in Michigan for like week, two weeks, planning everything, getting everything together. Um, fast forward to February of 2021. And I can't shake the fact that God gave me this dream. I just, I, I can't shake it. I, I didn't understand why the Lord would give me that dream. I know I, I asked for dreams. You know, you ask for something and you get in, you're like, um, wait a minute. That's not what I asked for. <laughs> but no, like I did. I asked for him to give me dreams, but I couldn't escape the fact that he gave me the dream. And more specifically, I was wondering why out of all the stories in my dream that I could have told my dad, why the story of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego because if you know me 
I did not know that story. <laughs> like, I'm going to just be real with you guys. I didn't know the story. I knew the, the vacation Bible school version that you learn as kids where, like, three boys walk into a volcano. God is with them. They walk out unscorched, no fire, no smell, no nothing. The end. And they live happily ever after, and everybody worships God. That was the version of the story that I knew. I didn't know the, the details of the story. I didn't know what what the actual story was and so in february i decided to study the book of daniel and i decided to study daniel because i had been asking the lord for dreams and daniel seemed to be the person who had the most dreams he had these dreams the lord gave him dreams i wanted to know why or what it meant to be a dreamer and to actually study that in the bible and as i was studying the book of daniel i realized that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in the book of Daniel. Had no idea. So I'm doing this Bible study, actually with my mom. Um, I'm doing this Bible study, and I'm reading about the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And if you aren't familiar with the story, there are three Hebrew boys, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who actually have other names, which I'll get to that in a minute. Um, and they worship God. And the king calls for this decree that no one is to worship anyone except for him. Like, no one is to worship any other god except the king's god. And the three boys refuse to bow down to the king. They refuse to bow down and worship the king because they only worship God. And so the king sentences them to a torturous death via a fiery furnace. And he instructs his guards to take them into, throw them into the furnace for them to die in flames. And the furnace is so hot that it actually kills all the guards that are taking them into the furnace. And when I think furnace, it's like a volcano. I think a volcano, right? Um, it's so hot that even the guards are dying because this, this fire is so hot. And the boys walk into this furnace and while someone's looking into the furnace, they see another body. There's not just three, it's four. And it's the spirit of God is with them. And they're like, no, that can't be right. There's only three people in there. And the king is like, no, I see four. And the guys walk out, the boys walk out, and they are unscorched. They don't smell like smoke. They There's not an ounce of their clothing that's been torched. Like there's, They walk out completely fine. And when the king asks them, who was the third person? Who was the extra person with you? And they're just like, what other person? It was just us. And so the king says, surely your God has rescued you from this. We will all worship your God. And so the king declares to the land that everyone in the land is to worship the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's the story. <laughs> now, when I broke down that story... And I d did a deep dive into that story. And I have my notes here, y'all. You know, we like to do notes. But I have this journal where I keep all my dreams and revelations. And so as I was studying the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, I'm very drawn to names. <clears throat> and the actual names of these gentlemen are... Um, not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are the names that were given to them by uh, the 
the king. So their actual names, their Hebrew names, are Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And this is found in the book of Daniel. And so when I tell you guys that I'm, I'm big on names, I was questioning why I was led to share that story specifically with my dad and what it meant for me, because I didn't know that story. Like when you think about your dreams and you think about the things and details that make up your dreams, you wonder about every little detail. And the fact that I didn't know that story, but of all the stories I could have shared with my dad and my dream about him taking his life, why that one? And so I was studying that story. And so Shadrach's name is Hananiah. That is his actual name, Hananiah. Meshach's name is Mishael. And Abednego's name is Azariah. And when you look at names, names have meaning. And so I, like my name, Michaela, means who is like God. And so Daniel, Daniel's name means God is my judge. So this is the book, the book I'm reading, the book of Daniel, the book of judgment, God is my judge. Um, and then Hananiah's name means the Lord shows grace. Um, Mishael is just like Michaela, it means who is like God. And Azariah means the Lord helps. And so I was studying the book of Daniel and I was reading the story of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Abednego. And as I was reading it, the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation. And this is on February 1st, 2021. And I have everything written down here, y'all. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the visual, but if you're listening to a podcasting platform, head over to YouTube. But <clears throat> as I was reading, the Holy Spirit gave me this revelation that Daniel, God is my judge, Hananiah, the Lord shows grace, Mishael, Michaela, Azariah, the Lord will help you. And so when it came to the death of my dad, and I'm reading this here, this is the revelation. When it came to the death of my dad by suicide, the Lord was telling me that God is my judge and the Lord shows grace. Now grace is an undeserved blessing and God is the judge of my life and my father's life. I believe God's grace was bestowed upon my father in judgment and he received the blessing of eternal life. Also, who is like God? is the same meaning of my name, Michaela. So the Lord is going to help me through this time and cover me in his grace. And so the revelation for today, this is what the Holy Spirit said. God is my judge, the Lord shows grace. Michaela, the Lord will help you. And this is why I know that throughout the last two years, throughout the what should have been one of the most painful times of my life. Throughout the death of my dad and the grief of my family and all of those close to him, the Lord showed grace to me and the Lord helped me through all of it by giving me a peace that surpasses all understanding. All understanding. It made no sense that I should have had any peace when it came to the death of my dad, but I have never experienced a peace so strong that I couldn't even understand it. I couldn't even understand it. 
And so I am grateful that God sent me the revelation. I'm grateful for the Bible study and the fact that the Holy Spirit led me to dive deeper into the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. I am grateful that the Lord helped me through the last two years and what his love and his help has meant for me throughout this entire journey. Because I know that had the Lord not shown me that dream, had he not given me his peace or his grace, I know that suicide would have taken such a toll on my mental, such a toll on my spiritual, and such a toll on my faith. I'm not even going to lie to you guys, that would have taken a lot out of me after the year that I already had with 2020 and losing both jobs and not having enough to pay rent and struggling. Like It was a very challenging year, and to end the year in December, when you think it can't get any worse, your dad commits suicide. That was a lot. It was a lot to take in, and I know that it is only the grace of God that got me through it. But I also know that this story, the fact that the Lord has given me this testimony, the fact that the Lord wants me to share with you that he will help you is going to be such a blessing for so many. And so before I share this story on the podcast, anyone who knows this story I told them that whoever the Lord leads me to share this story with, whoever hears this story is seeking help from the Lord. And so I want you to know the same thing that the Lord showed me, that God is your judge. He shows grace. If you are like God, he will help you. And the best way to be like God is to read his word to seek his kingdom, to trust in him, and to believe in him. Because we are not going to get through anything in life without his grace. We are not going to get through anything in life without his peace and without his love. And I am a representation of that. I am a witness to that. I have seen it wholeheartedly. I have seen it in front of me firsthand what God can do when he helps. And the Lord has helped tremendously. And so today, on January 2nd, 2022, I want you to know that God is your judge. The Lord shows grace. So he will he will show you undeserved blessings. He will show you grace. And as long as you continue to seek him, he will help you. He will help you. He has helped me. He has helped so many before me. The Bible is filled with stories of people who have been helped by the Lord. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord's help far exceeds the world's help. I'm going to say that one more time. The Lord's help far exceeds the world's help. And so today I give you this word that the Lord will help you. Whatever you're going through, if it's the death of a family member, the Lord is going to help you. If it's building a business, the Lord is going to help you. If it's stepping into a new relationship, the Lord is going to help you. If it's stepping away from a relationship that doesn't benefit you, the Lord is going to help you. 
If it's buying a house, the Lord is going to help you. If it's setting boundaries, the Lord is going to help you. If it's seeking him, the Lord is definitely going to help you and he's going to show up for you and show you that if you seek him, he will answer because he will help you. Anything you desire of God, God will help you. I didn't say anything you desire, God's going to help you. I said anything you desire of God. He wants us to come to him so that he can show us what he can do for us through him. What he can do through us for him. What he can do for others through us by being obedient to him. And so as I step into this year, as I step into this season of double blessings, as I step into this season of execution, and as I share with you my story of how the Lord helped me, I know without a shadow of a doubt that moving through the next 300 and the second, so 364 days that the Lord is going to help me. If he did it before, he can do it again. He's the same God. And I know that he has so much in store for us. And so I want to encourage you today that you are not alone, that if you have suicidal thoughts or dark thoughts or depression, or you experience um, the enemy's attack on your mind, that the Lord will bring you peace. He brings you peace, love, and a sound mind, and that you can talk to people that you're not alone. You don't have to suffer in silence. There are people who can help you. There is a suicide hotline. There is a Bible that you can open. There is a word of God that can bring you comfort in time of need. And I just want you to know that people are going to miss you and people already miss you. So don't do, don't take your life. That's it. Don't take your life. If you're thinking about taking your life, don't take your life. You are worth so much more. I declare right now that the Lord brings you peace and love right now in the name of Jesus, that he brings you hope, that he, that he enters into your mind. Father, I pray that anybody listening right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that they no longer suffer in silence that they are filled with your grace, that they are filled with your love, that they know that they are not alone and that they hear the sound of my voice and that they are going to seek you. They are going to seek your kingdom. They are going to seek help because you will help them. Whether you send someone to help them or you do it yourself, Lord, we know that you are capable of helping us. And so, Lord, I thank you for your help personally and I thank you for the help of my brother and my sister listening who is suffering. And I pray your peace in their hearts, in their minds. And I pray your deliverance from that darkness into the light. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And I want you to know that the Lord is going to help you. All right, my loves, I really hope you enjoyed that episode and were able to gain a deeper understanding of who I am, um, what the Lord has brought me through, my testimony, parts of my story, and how the Lord speaks to me, because I truly do believe that the Lord will help us. You know, when we actually uh, break down those names of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, God is our judge. The Lord shows grace, and if we are like him, 
he will help us. And so it's a reminder for us to be like Christ. Ephesians 5, 2 says to imitate Christ, therefore in love. And so the best way to be like Christ is to share love, to be patient, to be kind to one another, to not be self-seeking, to not rejoice in wrongdoings, to not be easily irritated or rude, um, but knowing that love is God and God perseveres, God never fails, God is there forever. And so if we can continue to imitate Christ and to share love with everyone and anyone who comes into our environment, our home, our family, our just sphere, then we will be so much further along because at the end of the day, it is love that is going to heal the world because God can heal us when we love him and when we love others. And so I appreciate you for joining me for this week's episode. If it resonated with you, please, like comment or share with someone who you know to be a blessing to as well but until next time always remember god loves you and so do i i'll talk to you later bye